Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Prediction Podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And welcome to the culmination of all things. Yes, of all things yes. throughout history. Yes, every moment has led up to this moment. It's like the butterfly effect, except, you know, instead of like the guy stepping on the butterfly and it fucks everything up, it just led to us doing this episode of A Smashing Theory. Yeah, Grog picked up Rock, and now we're here. <laughs> That's like started from the bottom, now we're here, but like... <laughs> Grog picked up Rock, and now, now we're, we're here. here. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Uh, we're going to get copy struck for that. <laughs> Not really. Welcome to the end of the podcast, because we got sued. Yep. For... A fitting end. (laughs) Anyway, this is not the end. This is the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate episode of A Smashing Theory. Yes. And it feels really good to be here. Boy, does it. We're going to talk about Smash Bros. a lot in the hot second. We have some corrections from the last episode. Yeah. Uh, First of all, in Mortal Kombat X, Devora was knocked out but not killed by Cassie Cage Uh uh, during the game's climactic... Right. Uh, scene. And uh, and then apparently she was arrested by the special forces after that. So she's okay. alive. She could be playable in Mortal Kombat 11. I hope she is. She's cool. Yeah, she is cool. We brought up last episode, we talked about Shibuya Japan right. as a stage for Joker. And uh, we kind of realized that there are no real places represented in Smash. Uh, but we weren't sure about that. Uh, I went through the entire stage list. There are... Uh, there technically are not. However, there is an interesting quasi-exception. Okay. Shadow Moses Island uh, from Metal Gear Solid uh-huh. is a fictional area set in a real place. Okay. It's a real set of islands called the Fox Islands. Right. Uh, they are off of Alaska, and they're there. They're they're legit there. Cool. So that's quasi-real. Yes. It's it's like a it's like a quarter real. It's not even like half real, really. But it's, it's diet real. Yeah, diet real. It's real zero. Yeah, it's real zero. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Uh, there hasn't really been much news since the Game Awards, although one interesting thing that Smash Bros. Ultimate has been doing is uh, kind of a little a little games-as-a-service feature, mm-hmm. uh, almost. Uh, they do spirit events every now and then. There's been a couple since since the game launched. There was uh, There was a Fire Emblem one. And there was one about characters with glasses. Right, right. Uh, there's one that's actually going to start when this episode goes up, pretty much. Called, Oh Yeah, Mario Time. Oh Yeah, Mario Time. I, I think the way I said it is the is the actual event. Oh Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you deserve Mario that. Time! <laughs> um, oh Yeah, Mario Time is going to have various Mario characters show up, like... Uh, as part of the event mm-hmm. on the spirit board, and three of those spirits are debuting in the event and are in fact exclusive to it. Right. Once uh, once the event ends, there won't be a way to get these anymore. Oh boy! Uh, you completionists better get on it. You're right. Yes, <laughs> I'm. I'm getting on it. I'm. I'm sure they'll reprise. <laughs> I was, was going to say you've been on it. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Since yeah. the oh, launch of this game, you've oh been man, very oh, yeah. on we'll, it. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that shit. <laughs> but uh, yes, these these three spirits: the dice block, which is a novice spirit; 
the River Survival Spirit, which is Advance, and the Golden Dash Mushroom Spirit, which is an Ace Spirit, uh, all from Super Mario Party, right. uh, will be event exclusives. I'm sure that the event will, you know, have a rerun at some point in the future, yeah. like like all good games as a service events should. Yes. Like, heck, even Yu-Gi-Oh! Well, I shouldn't say even Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Duel Links has event reruns, because Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links does the games as a service yes. right. They are, it's the paragon of uh, collectible digital card games. It really is. <laughs> they, they, they've done, like, the, the longer it goes on, like, the sneakier their uh-huh. shit gets. But, like, they are still better and more generous than the average free-to-play card game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But anyway, this isn't a Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links podcast. Uh, Although and... I'm sure you'd love to start one. Oh, man, yeah. one A pretty comprehensive one already exists, so, uh, like, okay. you know, mine would be unnecessary. Anyway, uh, yeah, that event's happening. Uh, by the time you listen to this, I'll probably have already gotten those three spirits. Oh, yeah, he'll be, he'll be right up in there. Somehow. <laughs> but yes, December 7th, 2018. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate came out for the Nintendo Switch. It did. We have been playing it ever since. We have. Uh, uh, Daniel has been playing it more than me, but I have played it, like, yeah. at least uh, several times a week yeah. know, since it came out. According to the Switch's, like, tracker. Right, like metrics, yeah. Yeah, uh, according to that, Sean's played about 40 hours of Ultimate. I believe so, yeah. And I've played about 75 or 80 <laughs> hours of Ultimate. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I've been playing it a whole lot. We were doing this a week later than we thought we would because I got sick. He did. After after a trip to Florida. Darn uh, airplanes. But that gave me even more time to play the game. I have... And he didn't waste any of that time. <laughs> yeah, I it, uh, that extra time enabled me to pretty much 100% World of Light. Right. And I have since started a new game plus mode. So... Uh, some of this discussion will include World of Light spoilers. Yes, FYI. Yeah, just a uh, just a warning there. Um, but maybe I'll put a timestamp for when we really get into it. Yeah, you know, like, like Sakurai said, there isn't much of a story to speak of. Like, yeah, but there's there, cool stuff. Yeah, there's cool stuff, and there are surprises. You yes, know? for sure. There's stuff that's definitely worth experiencing firsthand. Like there, there are so many moments in World of Light where I was like, "Oh, holy shit, this is great." <laughs> This is real great. There's some cool stuff in there. Yeah. But first, let's uh, let's get into our general impressions. How do you feel about Smash Bros. Ultimate? I think it's the best Smash yet. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Period. Oh, I think it's really, really good. It's so good. Now, yeah. am I a little biased because I co-host a podcast that was, like, hyping up this game from literally <laughs> the day it was announced? Yeah, baby. Well, I don't know. Like, you can be really excited about a game. Four months, and then it comes out and it's disappointing. <laughs> that is true. Uh, yeah. That is very true. Uh, this, uh, you know, Smash Ultimate did not fall into that trap for me. It's yeah, a no. very, very good game. Yeah. God. Uh, yeah, I really love Ultimate. I do think it's the best one yet. Like, both in terms of, like, content. Uh-huh. Like, I, I think the modes are all really good. Uh, it, It's really the most satisfying single-player Smash game of all time. Mm-hmm. I've actually been messing with the single player shit more than i've been playing multiplayer yeah which is the first time i can say that about a smash game (laughs) i'm i'm obviously going to get real into the multiplayer Mm -hmm. 
but I've I've really like just enjoyed knocking out all the single player shit first. I like a lot of the stuff that they've brought to the table for multiplayer as well because I've been doing more multiplayer than single player. Right. Uh I really love the mode where I forget what it's called. You pick 3 to 5 different characters. Squad Strike. Squad Strike, Squad Strike is so cool. Squad Strike is dope as hell, yeah. I yeah. I definitely want to get more Squad Strike under my belt. Me too. Like it's, it's it's just a fun way to like learn multiple characters at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Like if it were up to me that would just be how competitive worked in tournaments you know it'd just be squad strike all the way that'd be awesome yeah there should definitely be some like squad strike exhibitions for sure know? uh aside from that uh you know i uh i think the single player stuff is really cool uh as i mentioned on the previous podcast i'm not quite as into it as daniel is <laughs> um but you know i do think that it's the best the series has had to offer so far I do really like uh, one thing that I've been doing more since last time is I've been doing the spirit board more. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's really cool. Right? It just spirit feels very great. It's like kind of bite sized. You know, you can just like go in and get spirits for as long as you want, uh-huh. and then you stop. And uh, you know, interesting spirits are always popping up. Yeah, and uh, I do like that. Um, you know, because you're not on the world of light, uh, kind of board. You can just uh, pick whatever character you want, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I haven't unlocked them all in World of Light. Right, right. So it's really fun to go in with, like, uh, Corin or whoever, you know, I, who I don't have already have and, like, put some cool spirit shit on them and just go to town. Nice. I, I, I agree with all of that. The spirit board can actually get kind of addictive sometimes. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll jump in and be like, okay, cool. I'll just grab a couple spirits. <laughs> right, and then, like, right. and then like right before I'm about to leave, I'm like, ooh, I really want that one. And then I, I end yeah. up playing spirit board for, like, an hour. No, same. Yeah. Like, uh, the, the way that new spirits kind of pop in, you know, is, uh-huh. is really fun. Yeah. And I feel as though... Uh, because they kind of come in batches, right? Like, right. Uh, there's there's always at least one character where I'm like, "Ooh, I want that! I want that spirit!" Uh-huh. You, know, you got to go in and fight them. Who who has been like your favorite spirit battle so far? Oh, that's a hmm, that's a really good question. Uh, you go first. I'm sure you have one. Uh, yeah, I have I have a few. Um, one really cool one I like is Nick from Captain Rainbow. Uh huh. Uh, Captain Rainbow is this Japan-exclusive Wii game that's just really ridiculous. It's about this, like, disgraced former TV star who played this character called Captain Rainbow, and he goes to this island of wishes to get his wish granted to be, like, a famous TV star again. When he gets there, the island is filled with obscure Nintendo characters (laughs) that are all from, like, forgotten games. Right. I remember Uh, this. And they all have wishes to be relevant again, just like (laughs) Nick. Uh, So he helps characters like Little Mac, uh, who at the time had not gotten the series revived Uh yet, and he was, like, really overweight. Uh, (laughs) Takamaru from Mysterious Murasame Castle. Birdo. uh, Crazy Tracy from Link's Awakening. (laughs) Um, some infantry units from Advance Wars, like yeah, just some, just you know, some characters that at the time, uh, were kind of neglected. Sure, right. <laughs> and Nick's Nick's thing is, um, I I think like partway through the battle he gets stronger because he becomes Captain Rainbow. Okay, but also, uh, also specific assist trophies show up through the match, and one of them is is Takamaru uh... who shows up on the yeah, like. Like yeah, just just a really, uh, and I think the fight is on the fountain of dreams. Right, that's that's cute. right. Yeah, so just like really, really clever reference to this really dumb obscure game that no one here has played. Nice. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Um, also, uh, Ness's father 
uh, <laughs> his because his spirit is just uh, represented by a telephone. Right, it's just the phone sprite from Earthbound. Yeah, because funny. in in Earthbound, yeah, your dad will call you sometimes, and you can call your dad. But you never see him. He's never right. physically present in the game. He's like so, the sort of prototypical salary man, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, so the spirit fight is you fight Snake, but he's invisible. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's real good. You know, it's funny you say that because the actually the spirit battle that I keep coming back to is also an Earthbound spirit. Mm. And it's the dumbest one. It's just, it's Buzz Buzz. <laughs> Who's, who's a, a a tiny like bee? Like he's he's right. an alien actually, but he, he's yeah. like he's like a tiny bee. And uh, he he follows you around a little bit at the beginning of Earthbound as kind of the tutorial character. Yeah. And so uh, when you are fighting the Buzz Buzz spirit, it's just like a really tiny Mister Game and Watch that's really easy to kill. <laughs> uh, and I thought that was hilarious. I actually missed a couple of times because of how tiny he was. Right. Yeah. But then you hit him once and he goes flying off the screen. I just yeah. thought that was hilarious. Yeah. No, that's really good. Yeah, man. I I just really love. So many of the spirit implementations of this game. Like, like I'm, I'm often frustrated by how difficult many of them are. Yeah. But it's, I always think to myself, like, oh, that's really clever. You yes. Know, before I go into the fight, and that's cool. Yeah. Some, yeah. Some fights have been frustrating as hell. Yeah. Like Pauline comes to mind. Oh yeah, Pauline was fucking rough. Like I got stuck on Pauline for hours. Uh-huh. Um, I wa- I watched you get stuck on Pauline for a really long, really long time. Yeah. And then I actually accidentally beat her uh my first try because she just like fucked off off the stage and died. <laughs> right. So so Pauline is the the Donkey Kong 95 meter stage. Right, right. Uh like you have to kill Peach, but she's being protected by Mario and Donkey Kong yeah. simultaneously and she will just avoid fighting you for as long as possible. Right. So like, oh god, it was just really hard, and I won it the same uh-huh. way. She just accidentally, she just like walks off a platform and just floats all the way to the bottom until she dies. I actually, I thought I had lost at first when right. I won because <laughs> I, I was like, kind of in the bottom left hand corner of the stage, just trying desperately to kill Donkey Kong. Right. Uh, and so I didn't see that Mario was just like casually slow walking toward me from the side. Uh-huh. And then he did his side special uh, smash, which is like a drop kick. Uh-huh. And drop kicked me and he hit me and you got like you got like the critical animation where uh-huh. like, you know you're going to die. Right. And I started to go flying and then the game ended and I thought like, oh okay, I lost. But then the reward screen popped up and I got the spirit <laughs> And I realized that Peach had just walked off of a platform and died without trying to recover as Mario almost killed me. I was like a millimeter away from losing. Some of these are so hard that I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, same. Yeah. Like, I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah like, uh, there's the 9 volts and 18 volt spirit. Oh, that was brutal. Where Sheriff is <laughs> on the map and just shooting at you the yeah. whole time. And... I I ended up winning that one via like luck basically. <laughs> Some skill, but mostly mm-hmm. luck. That took me a half hour of trying and retrying and I was only able to win when I finally just like by a combination of chance and determination was able to kill the sheriff. Yeah, I I tried to kill the sheriff multiple times. Right. I kept dying instead, so I figured that I just couldn't kill the sheriff. Yeah. That he was one of the unkillable assists and I just 
I, I just sucked it up and and <laughs> beat the other two characters while Sheriff was shooting at me. That, I don't even remember how I managed to pull that off. That happened to me with Rayman, the Rayman spirit, because uh, Scapon shows up. Right. And I was having so much trouble killing Scapon that I just thought you couldn't Yeah. Uh, for, for a while. And uh, I'm not sure how I beat that one either, actually. I got it eventually, but yeah. like, it took... That's probably the one I've had the most trouble with. Yeah. I made pretty quick work of Scapon. You did? That was impressive. Yeah. Uh, also, I think the one other one that, that just killed me for a long time was Dr. Wily, because uh, you fight, yeah. like, it's a stamina battle, and you fight a gauntlet of eight <laughs> Mega Mans before you have to also beat a Dr. Mario at the right, end. Right, right. And, oh, man, that was really rough. Like, like first, like, Mega Man would just spam me with projectiles, so uh-huh. I equipped a Franklin badge. And then the Mega Mans would figure that out and get close and just, like, spam me with, like, flame... <laughs> Uh, right. they're down smash and shit. And when, you know, there's a bunch of them doing that simultaneously. God. Yeah. Those are all really hard. Doctor, I managed to beat all of them, but sometimes it took a really long time. Dr. Wily, uh, didn't take me, uh, as long as it took you. It was definitely frustrating for a little while, but I was, uh, playing Inkling at the time. And I figured out that I could just roll over the Mega Man collectively with, <laughs> uh, with the like splat roller nice. and then smash them off the stage. Uh, and so just kind of did that over and over again and then barely had enough stamina to finish off Dr. Mario and win. That's pretty cool. I I do love that there's lots of different ways to get through even, like, the really hard ones. No, it's cool. Yeah. Like, uh... I, man, I, I love the spirits system. I love <laughs> equipping spirits. Uh-huh. I've made some... What's your favorite build that you've made? <laughs> um... The one that I've been running with and having some success with lately is uh, I have Little Mac in World of Light now, uh-huh. who is coincidentally my main in the game at large. Right. And uh, I just have, like, Little Mac, and then the build is uh, two uh, spirits that give you a bonus to punching <laughs> and uh, the uh, toss and meteor. Right, yeah, that's which just, that's just hilariously effective. Yeah, like toss and meteor basically makes your up launching and your down launching capabilities better. Yeah, and uh, nothing gives me more pleasure than you know just kind of like uppercutting somebody right off the stage. So uh, that's been very effective for me. Yeah, I have two primary builds in Smash in in Ultimate Spirits mode, and I love them both. Uh, one was one I was rocking for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Which was uh which was a Lucario. Yeah, this was a good one. Uh Lucario with a Franklin badge equipped as uh as the main one. He had a, he has a Mega Diancy, basically. Uh-huh. And then he has a spirit that makes his aura attacks better. Mm-hmm. A spirit that makes his attack go up when he's at critical health. <laughs> and a spirit that uh and Victini, which hyper smash attacks. It makes his right. uh it makes his smash attacks better. Um so basically like uh, Lucario naturally, as a character, just gets stronger the more damage he's taken. Right. So basically, like I'm, I'm pretty good with him initially, and then the more damage he's taken, <laughs> the more of an unstoppable beast he is. It's right. Really you're, you're just like quadrupling down on his aura effect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And his forward smash has an aura effect, so basically, <laughs> I can just like forward smash uh-huh. a boss and take down a third of its life bar. <laughs> like, watching Daniel play that build is just watching Lucario go like, foo, foo, and just, like, forward smash things off the stage over and over again. It's very yeah. fun. And then I found one I liked even more, 
eventually I got Ridley in World of Light. Right. And I made a Ridley build where he has uh, Medusa equipped as the primary spirit, which makes him giant. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then he also has hyper smash attacks. <laughs> and he has uh, one that uh, improves his special moves. So, like, right. I can go into a stamina battle and one-hit KO. <laughs> I get one-hit KO characters with his skewer. Uh-huh. He's like Boss Ridley, basically. I get right. to play matches as Boss Ridley, and it's really great. That is cool. Yeah, I just have a lot of fun making builds. Like, one fun thing I've been doing <laughs> is just, like, you know, uh, Sean and Amy will be in the room with me, and I'll be like, hey, give give me any character that isn't already in Smash. Right. And Amy's like, Naruto. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so uh, so, Nar- so Naruto's like... Uh, Let's let's do season one Naruto. We'll we'll make him a Pichu, right? Because you know he's he's small, he's scrappy, he's got the goggles uh-huh. because he hasn't gotten his ninja headband yet. Uh, he he's really inexperienced, so he's kind of hurting himself more than like doing any real damage. But he's also kind you know he's also got like that beast within him. So uh, so Amy insisted that I gave him tails as one of the spirits, <laughs> and then uh, you know uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you get that the nine tails sense. inside of him. Yeah, and then uh. I I did uh forget what else I I did. Yeah, me too. But he has he has another spirit equipped uh that makes him feel makes him feel very Naruto. Right. And, and he, I he, he, Daniel's done a couple builds like that at this he, point. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been fun. Yeah. Um just an, uh, a way to kind of milk even more life out of uh <laughs> the spirits mechanic. Yeah, I'm I'm going through new game plus in World of Light right now, so right. like so going through with my really overpowered Ridley and Lucario builds <laughs> is not getting me many rewards. It's funny to see because like I love uh like RPGs that have this level of content, right? Like that's my favorite thing in the world is yeah. just really getting into a big RPG with lots of like post game stuff or whatever. Uh-huh. And so it's funny to see you doing a lot of the same things with Spirits mode that I do with a game like that. <laughs> like uh like I unlocked this post game boss in this RPG called Riviera for the Game Boy Advance, oh, yeah. uh-huh. and uh, initially I was just destroying him with all my powerful equipment. But then I was like, "Oh, what if I put this kind of shitty item on this character and like make this character my healer, and you know, uh, just like kind of like change things around for the fun of it?" Because I didn't have anything else to do. And now you're like, "I'm going to make Naruto," you know, it's like <laughs> kind, of, <laughs> kind of the same thing. Yeah, he it's, hurts it's, himself. It's like it's like Nuzlocke challenges in Pokemon, right? You right, know? exactly. It's like Pokemon's really easy. What if I do these weird moves, these <laughs> weird rule sets to make it harder, uh-huh. uh, but also to attach myself unhealthily to these Pokemon? <laughs> I I like Nuzlocke runs a lot, actually. I They're was, really I was, interesting. I was really into when that was a thing when like everyone was making fucking web comics of the uh-huh. Nuzlocke runs. There's still, like, a couple that aren't done yet that I follow. <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah, good shit. So, yeah, spirits are cool. Uh, I I really love I really love World of Light. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's funny. You gave me, you gave me a time frame that you read about, right? You're like, it, this, you'll be able to beat World of Light in, like, 20 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was right? some, some, some review of the game said that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool. Then I I must be pretty close to beating it because I'm at like the 18 hour mark, and I'm I'm almost at Galim. Right, right, right. And then I beat Galim, and then the map cracks open, <laughs> and then there's a second world map. And, you know, then there's another like there's right. an evil version of Galim, Darkon. Darkon. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which 
they didn't do too much work on that name, but that's okay. I did realize the other day that Galim is just Gleam, right? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I guess it's fine. Galim still sounds cooler than Darkon. It does, that's true. And uh, and then I beat Darkon, and then the map cracks open, and there's a third <laughs> world map where Galim and Darkon are, like, warring against each other. And, man, that was just hilarious. I loved that map mechanically, how, like, you can defeat Gleam's minions or Darkon's minions and the power, the balance of power will shift yeah. between one and the other. Like, that's so cool. Yeah, no, that that was really cool. I did get the true ending on my first try. Uh-huh. Uh, well, uh, rather, I got the true ending on my first playthrough. <laughs> Play yeah. Uh, I died against the final boss a lot. Yeah. It's um, a tough boss. Yeah, really tough, but really cool. I mm-hmm. like even when it was really hard, I still really love that boss. Like just Gleam and Darkon fighting you at the same time. Yeah. They will harm each other <laughs> uh when they're attacking you right. and they're, like if they're attacks at each other, then they'll do damage to each other. So it's kinda like you pitting them against each other, weakening them both enough that you can KO them both around the same time. It was neat. Yeah, really, really neat. Um I also like even though they were frustrating and at times kind of unfair, I did yeah. really like the platforming segments where you're like climbing up to where you fight Galim and Darkon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're like kind of avoiding all these hazards and the bombums and stuff. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. No, that is really cool. Apparently there's an achievement for getting through that part with Ganondorf without dying. <laughs> Which is hilarious. That's hilarious. that's never going to happen. I have, I have a spirit deck in mind that would help <laughs> me with that, and I'll have to try it soon. Okay. Yeah, mainly just, like, lower damage from explosions. And just, like, equip a really good primary, maybe. That makes sense. Yeah. One of the things I really loved about World of Light is, like, there's a lot of, like, worlds within the world, you know? Uh A lot of, like, little sub-areas. Right. Right? Like, there's one that's kind of just, like, a a Metal Gear Solid-style, like, bunker, right, that that you're going through. That was really cool. Um, Some I really loved. There's... There's there's one that I love and hate. There's one that like has a bunch of trivia questions, right? <laughs> like you go through and like the questions like which of these spirits sells furniture, uh, uh, and then like and then there's like a crazy red spirit and like a spirit of like uh, the guy that sells cards from Card Hero, right? And you have to you have to fight the correct one. If you fight the correct one, a path to proceed will open up. Uh-huh. If you fight the correct one on your first try without getting any wrong. Uh, you'll get a treasure chest. I see. And and I got one wrong. Uh, I got one wrong, and I think that's the reason I haven't hundred percent. I'm I am ninety nine point thirty eight complete uh, percent of of my first World of Light playthrough. That's rough. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really rough. Um, <laughs> so like it's like oh god, that sucks so much because the game auto saves. Uh-huh. The game auto saves, so I fucked up, and then I couldn't even like. Restart. Reload, yeah, 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 because I I tried, I tried to reload, and and it had already remembered my mistake for yeah. all time, and the mistake was actually the the furniture question, because like I saw that question I was like, which of these spirits sells furniture, and I'm like, well, Crazy Red doesn't sell furniture, he sells paintings, and uh, uh and the other guy was a character from Card Hero, <laughs> right, which is a game that never came out in the states that I have not played because I don't think there's even any decent fan translations of any of the card hero games okay so i'm like wow is there is there a mode in card hero where you can buy furniture and like customize your house that's right. dope as hell that's really cool <laughs> i wish this game came out of the states i guess i'll select the card hero guy 
because paintings aren't furniture. And I guess technically you can justify that paintings are furniture mm-hmm. because Crazy Red was the correct answer. That's a weird question. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, right? That's some bullshit. That is some bullshit. It, that was some bullshit. And it's it's the reason I haven't 100% the game on my first go. Ouch. So I'll have to do it again. Because I, I bet, like... It's it's funny. I also haven't gotten the achievement for winning all the battles oh. in spirit mode in uh, in World of Light. So I bet if you get every answer right on your first try, it'll also unlock like a spirit battle. I see. Right, like a like a legendary spirit that you can only fight if you Boy. get all the questions right. That's some '90s RPG shit. Isn't that know? some '90s like, RPG yeah. shit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey everybody, play through that part with a guide. Yes. Play through that part with a guide. Um, you may not have thought you would need a guide for World of Light, but apparently you do. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer because I I you know I just played through the whole thing without a guide, mm-hmm. and there were several parts that made me feel very smart for doing right. like you know like I was able to there were a lot of like weird puzzles, um, mm-hmm. and I was able to solve a lot of them without help. You know, like yeah. there's a really cool like Legend of Zelda based one where you have to like assemble pieces of the Triforce. Uh-huh. That right? was neat. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, there was this really cool puzzle within that where, like, uh, you light up these torches like like they're arms of a clock, <laughs> right? And, like, uh, you f- you find a couple of, like, hints. It's, like, one place will say, like, 440, right? And then you, like, go to the clock area and you make it 440. Uh-huh. And then a treasure chest will pop up. I see. Yeah. That's cool. Right? Really cool. Yeah. There's one that's kind of like a side-scrolling, uh, like, it's a recreation of Dracula's castle mm-hmm. where, like, you you basically, like kind of play castlevania almost (laughs) by like hitting switches and killing demons and stuff you have like a limited amount of switches you can press like a limited amount of cannonballs you can shoot Uh and if you kill all the demons with your limited resources you fight richter okay that's neat that's really neat uh yeah just a lot of a lot of neat shit like that i really liked a lot of the sub worlds i feel like i'm forgetting a really cool one Hmm. um but yeah, a lot of them are just, there's there's one where like it it just like replicates like a Donkey Kong Country world map and like the music like like that just plays like while you're navigating that world map. Okay. Good shit. Yeah, good shit. Yeah. Nah, World of Light is definitely like my favorite story mode in Smash. There is for sure a lot of cool stuff going on in there. Yeah. Clearly made with love, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Just like a quick piece of advice mm-hmm. to the the team assembling spirit battles, the team making spirit battles. Right. Uh, don't represent a black character with Donkey Kong or Diddy Kong. Oh, don't do not do that. Yeah. They, they did it twice. And they, they did it in ways where I can tell that it wasn't their... They weren't trying right, right. to be racist. Like, Mr. Sandman is represented by Donkey Kong. Right, right. right. Donkey Kong has a super where he hits you a bunch of times. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like, punches you really rapidly like Mr. Sandman would. Sure. DJ from Street Fighter is represented by Diddy Kong. Ooh. And Diddy Kong exclusively cartwheels like uh-huh. DJ would. Right, right. It's like, okay, I get it, but no, bad decision. <laughs> right. Real bad decisions... Uh, really, like, at best, this was very poorly thought through. Yeah, always got to be aware of the optics on stuff like that, especially when you're releasing a game to an audience this wide. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that's, uh, the, not, not smart. Not no. smart, guys. Yeah, you, you can, you can kind of tell that, like, if this was focus tested, it was just in Japan. <laughs> right, right. like, I, you know, yeah. 
I I think if you had, I think if you had some people in America look at that, they might have instantly yeah. been like, mm, <laughs> right? Hey. There, there definitely would have been a wait a minute. Moment. Yeah, yeah. That that said, like the rest of like the rest of the spirits I've seen, the rest of the world of light and stuff, real cool. Yeah, real cool. Real, real cool. Real, real, real cool. So this game's got a lot of characters in it. Yeah. So you've mentioned that your main right now is Little Mac. Yes. I uh, tried out a couple other characters, tried to be tricky, you know, tried uh-huh. to tried to mix things up. But uh, he's just so effective mm-hmm. that if I'm like having a bad time online and losing a lot, I default to Little Mac and then I start winning again. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, hard to argue with that. Um, right. And I do think that he's just a very he's a really satisfying character to play. Like if you are able to kind of control your opponent in such a way that they engage you while you are on the ground. He's unstoppable. Right, right. And so many people want to get in there and mix it up with you that it's like, <laughs> okay, come on. Right. You know, like, I'll counter your shit and then punch you off the stage. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I I am enjoying uh, playing as Little Mac a lot in this game. Nice. Yeah, I wouldn't have, like, I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah, you know, it's funny, I... From when he got revealed in Smash 4, I was like, ooh, Little Mac looks really cool and I want to play him. Right. But his recovery is so abysmal that I dropped him really quickly in Smash 4 and tried out these other characters. Right. So he's definitely enjoying a resurgence for me in nice. terms of uh, personal popularity. Nice. Um, who, who's kind of like your, your secondary lineup right now? Sure. Uh, so I uh, I'm having a lot of fun with Corin. Yeah. Um, I really love Corin's side special. It allows you to be very tricky and play some fun mind games of the sort of like, oh, you think I'm going over here, but I'm actually going over there variety. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I also love uh, Corin's standing special where they charge up the fireball and then shoot it and then snap the dragon's jaws shut. Uh-huh. I have landed that online like two times, <laughs> and both times have been just immensely satisfying. I bet, yeah. Uh, so Corrin's really great. I have also been uh, messing around with Isabel, who mm-hmm. I didn't initially think I was going to be into. Like, um, you know, uh, a lot of people complain about the fishing pole being broken, and of course we've seen that... Uh, literally manifest uh, right. glitches. Assist yeah. trophy bug where it literally is broken. I think they fixed that. I, oh, think, okay. uh, I think the most recent patch basically just hot fixed that. <laughs> well, we got a lot of entertaining videos. In we the did. Meantime, just so the, just Waluigi just like infinitely stomping <laughs> people to death. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm not into Isabel so much for the fishing pole. For me, it's more I love her, the mine she can plant with her down special. Uh, I think that's really fun. Uh, I actually was uh, up against a Ganondorf online at one point and made him so mad by just constantly planting the mine in really inconvenient locations and getting him with it when it would like shoot off like a rocket uh-huh. uh, that he walked to the corner of the stage and teabagged until I came over and smashed him off the stage. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I love... Uh, you know, zoners are a guilty pleasure of mine in any fighting game. Oh, you love them. Yeah, yeah I, I really love being able to get into somebody's head and frustrate them into making stupid mistakes. Uh-huh. And so when I'm able to do that with Isabel, she's very fun. But once people, like, wise up to my tricks and start, like, hitting the mind to destroy it and, huh. you know, fucking with me really up close, uh, then I switch to Little Mac. I see. Fair. So I, I think that's that's kind of the triumvirate right now. You know, I have other characters that I'm... Uh, working on, but those are my most effective characters by far. Nice. Um, side note, before I get into my characters, yep. 
uh, really stupid that you can't taunt an online. Dumb. Yeah. yeah People but, just teabag instead. Yeah. Like, Why and that's worse. You? Yeah. That's worse. <laughs> right. That is, I always feel worse when people teabag me. Yeah. Uh, you know, where if they were taunting me, I think it'd be like, oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's like taunting can be funny. Like, right. Like, teabagging is instantly like, wow, what year is it? Right. Right. Like, one of my favorite things to do in Smash 4, and you can do this in Ultimate as well. I just haven't been playing her as much. Uh, Zelda has, for her up special, she kind of uses uh, Pharaoh's Wind to teleport into midair. Yeah. And if you catch somebody when you're on the ground, then they fly up, you teleport, and then when you reappear, you can smash them off the stage. Yeah. Uh, and so I would do that and then land and then use her taunt to wave at them as yeah, they like, went away. Yeah. Right. And I can't do that online. I would just have to teabag instead, uh, which doesn't have the same effect. Zelda's very regal. You can't teabag a Zelda, <laughs> you know? Come on. Teabag is Wario. <laughs> yeah, well... That's that's fair. War it it makes sense to teabag as warrior. Right. But you just imagine Zelda like it's like, oh you like this bitch? Oh you like this? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, no. Hey, no. You, hey you like these apples. <laughs> these 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 two apples. <laughs> <laughs> Don't teabag as Zelda, that's the moral of the story. <laughs> <laughs> did you did did you resort to that once you realized that no i i haven't used zelda online yet oh, actually. okay yeah yeah I've mostly been focusing on my three my three mains nice yeah um so my main main is ridley yeah it, it feels it feels like illegal for me to not main ridley <laughs> right. after how much i've been looking forward to him right uh, so i kind of made it a point to main him but He's fucking great. He's cool. Yeah. I love him. He's a very, very well-implemented character. Like, he just feels like Ridley. Yeah. And, oh, man, like, his his attacks are so good. Like, he's he's got some abilities that are strong but still balanced, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that ability where, like, his side B, like, he grabs you and just drags you to the stage. <laughs> right. He, he can only do that if you've, like, taken a lot of damage. You right, because otherwise you can wiggle out of it. Yeah, you can wiggle out of it if, uh, if you're kind of... If you're kind of at a low percentage when he does it, right? Um, and his, but his skewer, yeah, or like he, like you know, there's there's a very specific sweet spot for that, and it's it's just really really unlikely that you're going to land that in <laughs> uh-huh. like a real like one v one like balls to the walls competitive match, sure. you know. But when you land it, oh, it feels so good. Yeah, that might actually be my favorite move of his because like. We've all had that experience in Metroid, you know, where he, like, winds his tail up and just lashes you with it. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it's cool to be able to do that to other people. Yeah. Uh, I also really love his fireball because it's really versatile. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's neat. Like, when you charge it up, he just shoots out five fireballs and, like, bounce <laughs> on the ground. And, uh-huh. Like, uh, yeah, I've I've been able to mess people up with that. Yeah, I've I've gotten some really satisfying Ridley wins under my belt. So he's he just feels real good to play. Nice. However, what uh you you've you've mentioned that when you feel like winning, you switch to Little Mac. Uh-huh. When I feel like winning, when I'm losing with Ridley, I switch to King K rule. <laughs> right, uh, right. Who, by the way, I I'm gonna say this now. I'm gonna call this now. I don't think he's as broken as the current mm-hmm. Smash community is kind of knee-jerk saying that he is. No, I agree. Like, I we, think he's good. Yeah. Like, we were talking about this a little bit off uh, off stream. <laughs> we were talking about this a little bit, you know, privately. And uh, I mentioned at the time that I think he's basically like a noob killer. Uh-huh. Like, he has a lot of stuff 
that is very effective at a casual level of play. Yeah. Um, but I think those same things, you know, when you're kind of playing against other pros, they're not necessarily as effective. Yeah, he has some cool cheesy stuff, right? But uh, but cool cheesy stuff that is easy to avoid and counter when you see it coming. Right. Like his his dashing attack with armor. Yeah, that's annoying, but uh, like it's pretty easily telegraphed. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's it's pretty easy to see that coming and not get hit by it. Right. Um, his his cannonballs are really great, but you can like knock the cannonballs back at him. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, his armor attack is really good, mm-hmm. but it's not something you can spam. If he does it too much, then his belly like cracks open. Right. Um, and yeah, like you know, it's there, there's a lot of characters with counters and people. Sure. People have been able to deal with those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's King K. Rules are really cool, and he's really satisfying to play. Yeah, um, and he's got a lot of great stuff going on. But I think once you get into that competitive one v one setting, uh-huh. I think you're going to see a lot of King K. Rules eat shit. <laughs> Funnily enough, I've I've watched a couple of you know tournaments. Obviously, there haven't been really big ones yet for Smash Ultimate, right? But there have been locals with like really good Smash players that I've seen on Twitch. Yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, I haven't seen any King K. Rules at all. You know, like yeah. we're clearly still figuring the meta out, and you see in a lot of interesting picks. Yeah, yeah. Um, one really satisfying match that I saw recently it was at a Canadian tournament was uh, Snake versus Ganondorf in the Grand Finals. That's awesome. Uh, right, which, I mean, is hilarious because, like, you would never would have seen that in Smash history before. Yes. And now here we are. Snake is really cool, by the way. He is really cool. Uh, got a lot of cool stuff going on in this game. But, uh, yeah, no no King K. rules in that top eight. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. Also, no Bayonetta's in that top eight, if I'm remembering that's right. That's true. It was a Bayo-free top eight. Yeah. I guess well, whatever whatever they did. We'll, well, we'll see how long that well, lasts. Right, that's but that's yeah. true. She is still pretty good. Yeah. Um, but they, they did they did seem to nerf her just enough that she's not meta <laughs> engulfing. Right. Like, with any luck at Combo Breaker this year, we won't see a top eight featuring seven Bayonettas. <laughs> Uh, I, th- I think it was six bayonettas at Evo, right? Excuse me. Yeah, yeah only only six, <laughs> only six bayonettas. I see. I yeah. See. <laughs> other characters I've been like those are my two big ones that yeah. I've been playing, but other characters I've been messing with, uh, Lucario, mm-hmm. obviously, sure, sure. Mega Man and Duck Hunt were my mains in four, and I've right. been dabbling in them both a bit. They still both feel pretty fun and good. Cool. One thing I will say is that Shulk was one of my mains in four. I've been having trouble transitioning him into ultimate because right. even though he got this cool quality of life thing where you can like open up a menu and choose which Monado art you're using. Yeah. It seems to me, and I could be misremembering, but I don't think I am, that now Monado arts last for a much shorter period of time. Right. Like a much shorter period of time in some cases. Uh, and so it's been very hard for me to kind of adjust to that like even though you can pick them more quickly it feels as though like now you pick a certain monado art and it's like okay i've got one chance you know to make this work or it's going to be gone that's kind uh, of a bummer yeah. yeah that's been kind of much for me. much less satisfying yeah um but uh you know he's still got some stuff that i like and i'm going to keep trying with shulk i'd like to keep playing him because i think he's a really uh cool character in terms of his moveset yeah i i agree and it, it'd be kind of sad to see you give up shulk because it was always really cool to see your shulk play in four <laughs> and i i have faith i have faith that it'll be cool in ultimate also i appreciate that um 
Uh, honorable mentions go to Simon and Incineroar. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've they've both just got really cool movesets. And their recoveries are both kind of rough, so, like, playing them, like, I don't... Simon's got kind of a keep-away style that isn't really my thing, uh-huh. so I, I probably won't main Simon or Richter. But, like, there's something about Incineroar that's really, really feels good. No, he's he's cool. He's he's a really cool character with a, a lot of really neat moves. Yeah. Uh, there there was like there was like half a day when you were considering mating Incineroar, uh, <laughs> which made me feel good because uh, at the previous episode of this podcast, you mentioned that you didn't you you thought it was dumb that he was in it and you didn't really see yourself playing him. And to be clear, if he were another character with the exact same move set, I would love that. <laughs> but he's here and his moves are cool. Yeah, I, I really want to do more Incineroar shit because I think he's got a lot of potential. Nice. Yeah. But man, the, the cast is pretty good and it feels it feels largely balanced right now. Yeah, at least from from our perspective, yes. you know, from the layman's perspective. Yeah. Uh, I would say that uh there are a lot of characters that feel viable. Yes. Yeah, I'm much more excited about Ultimate's meta than I have been about Four's meta in the recent <laughs> past. Yes, same. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see some majors happen and to see to see ultimate do do its thing there i agree it's it's the first time that i can remember in a long time being excited about the smash pro scene yeah uh so you know i'm definitely uh really intrigued to see uh how this game shakes out competitively yeah 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 so let's see we're talking about characters spirits world of light um music's really good yeah music is great it turns out that we've heard a lot of the music before the game has come out. <laughs> right, right. Um, but there were still some tracks in there that we hadn't heard yet. A lot of great Mega Man remixes. Uh-huh. And yeah, Sunshine's just really good. I My my thing, every time I play through, like, I'll play a couple, like, you know, I'll play for like an hour, then I'll jump into the shop, buy every music track I can find, <laughs> and play for another hour, jump into right. the shop, buy every music track I can find. The music in Smash Bros. is really good. Yeah. Uh, and Ultimate brings a lot of great new remixes to the table. Full version of Gangplank Galleon is choice. It's real good. Very, very good. Really into it. Um, the one thing that kind of bums me out, one thing that I was actually kind of excited about when Sakurai mentioned that this was a feature uh-huh. that ended up being really disappointing for me was the way my music works now. Yeah, I have to agree there. Yeah, yeah. my music used to work by stage. Like, each stage would have a specific lineup of songs that you could select and, like, you know, and choose between. Right. Um, this, it's by series. And every Mario stage, for example, will have the same selection of every Mario song mm-hmm. in Smash Bros. Ultimate. Right. And, you know, that that's kind of cool in some ways... But in others, it kind of make it kind of makes the soundtrack selections for some stages worse. Uh-huh. For example, in Smash Four, the Punch Out stage had like three tracks from Punch Out, <laughs> right? And then, and then a variety of tracks that kind of fit the stage from different games, like a theme from Captain Rainbow, a theme right. from, uh, you know, like a like yeah, a theme from some other game with kind of like a boxing boxing aesthetic, yeah. yeah. And in Smash Bros. Ultimate, there's a selection of six punch out songs. <laughs> right. And and that's it. You can't yeah. uh you know, like there's so basically all all these songs, all these miscellaneous songs that have been in past Smash games and would be attached to stages that they fit thematically, like mm-hmm. Mock Rider and, and Shinonigashima being 
like on the ice climber stage and stuff. These all are now just on stage. Like Nintendo dogs. Yeah. Or whatever. Just on like random stages, like Nintendo dogs and hand and bow. And right. Like, you know, pick the uh, chat. Yeah. Pick the chat. Like basically just like stages that aren't represented by their own franchises. Yeah. Uh, stages that don't have characters representing their franchises. Mm-hmm. That's a letdown. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, and another thing that's been kind of frustrating me about the My Music feature in Ultimate is that on some stages, because, you know, now you have music on there kind of from that entire game's library of music. Yeah. Uh, actually setting the frequency of uh, each track, uh, it's very cumbersome now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, if if there's like 30 songs on a Mario stage, right, and there isn't really a way, because for me, I know that like when you're setting up my music, you kind of like have the dial all over the place for various songs. Uh-huh. For me, I the song is either on or off, basically, is the way that I do it. Right. And so like if I want to set all the music, it's like I'm scrolling all the way to the right, and then this song I'm scrolling all the way to the left, and I have right. to do that 30 times. Like, it would be really great if you there was some kind of way that you could like select and manipulate multiple tracks at the same time right, or right, yeah. if there was a better way to filter them or something, mm-hmm. you know, as it stands, um, I like do, I kind of set my preferences for one stage. It's like, Oh, okay, that's enough. Yeah. You know, and then I'm going to do that like 70 times. Yeah. Um, I, I really hope that during ultimate's lifetime, they just overhaul my music or give it more options. Yeah, that'd be or great. Or even be like, you know what? The old way was better. Here you go. Right. Uh, or even, like, have, like, different modes of my music. One that keeps the current set up. One that, like, changes it to what was, what form was more like. Yeah. yeah. I'd really like that. I don't know how likely it is. Um, but, yeah. That, that bums me out a bit. But not so much that I'm not still excited by all the music in the game. Do you have, uh, like, a particular song or group of songs, you know, that, that really stands out for you above all the rest that you really like? Um, there's a song, Ring-A-Ding, from a style <laughs> savvy game, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, it, like, I I didn't know what it was from, but it played during, like, a fight uh, with the Owen Don cheerleaders right. spirit. And I was like, oh, wow, this this song is tight as hell. <laughs> and I... Like, basically, I did not rest until I finally found it in the shop. Right, right. Refresh. Like, yeah, that song's great. And it's funny because that's not even a remix. Right, no. Yeah, just um, a straight port. Yeah, like, yeah, there's just a lot of really good Mega Man remixes now. Mm-hmm. Um, God, like, Ice Man's is really cool. Quick Man's is really cool. Yeah. Hard Man is surprisingly cool. Uh, yeah, a lot of those have stuck with me because most of the, most of my favorite themes have already been previewed during right. the during the kind of media cycle leading up to the game. Sure. What, what about you? You know, uh, it's kind of funny um, for me personally, because the first stages that I was doing my music for were like Final Destination and things like that. Yeah. And that really just made me appreciate how much personality the music from the first Smash Brothers has. Yeah, okay. Like, uh, like it's really interesting to me how I, I think that often when you place limitations on someone who's doing creative work, it just leads to them being even more creative to get around those limitations. Yeah. And so, you know, on the N64, you were kind of working with a relatively basic, like set of sounds that you could use. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think that that soundtrack came out so great and so like jazzy and fun. Yeah. It has so much personality 
that uh, listening back to it, it's like, oh, wow, this is so different from all of the kind of smash songs that came later, but in a really cool and unique way. Yeah. Um, in particular, I've been really enjoying the like Metal Mario boss theme. I think is really groovy. Ooh, ooh yeah, that was yeah, real that good. that was really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, yeah, a lot of the music from that game, you know, uh, that's in Ultimate, I've, I've been really enjoying. Nice. Um, it's funny, uh, one track I've been really into is all the variations of Ultimate's main theme. <laughs> sure, uh, sure. Life, like, there's like 15 different variations of that main, of, of Life Light. Right. And like... There are some great mixes of it throughout the game. Like when you fight Galeem and Darkon at the uh-huh. same time, man, that's a great remix. Yeah, uh, and there's so many great remixes of that theme. Like I think, I think the main theme is just—it's incredible that it's like the theme is that solid. They can do this many riffs on it, and they all sound good, even though uh-huh. they all sound so different from each other. It's impressive. Good shit. <laughs> yeah, good shit. So let's see—is there any other Smash stuff we wanted to talk about? Uh, not that I can think of. I think that was pretty comprehensive. Yeah. So here's probably the most important bit of ultimate discussion we can do mm-hmm. on this podcast, because here on A Smashing Theory, uh, we like to predict what the roster of Smash Ultimate is going to be, and Ultimate's out, and we know most of it. <laughs> However, right. there are some characters yet to come out for Ultimate. True. That we're going to see as DLC, and uh, we're going to get real deep into that in the future. But I want us to look at all the main predictions we've made right? and really focus on the ones that have kind of been straight up deconfirmed by Ultimate's release. Okay. So, you know, we, we've gotten some stuff right, like every character from Smash 4 returning, uh-huh. uh, the Ice Climbers returning, Wolf returning, Ridley being a new character. We've gotten a lot of stuff wrong, like the yeah. whole everyone is here thing, uh, Scapone being playable, Scapone's an assist trophy, Bomberman yes. being playable. Bomberman's an assist trophy. Sadly. You said Midna would be playable. Midna's an assist trophy. Sadly. We did not even, uh, we did not officially predict stuff like Simon Belmont, Richter Belmont, Krom, Dark Samus, King K. Rule, or Isabel. Yeah. Or Incineroar or Ken. Right. However, we had made several predictions that up till now had not been deconfirmed or confirmed one way or the other. Right. And now a lot of them have. So let's <laughs> so let's go through your predictions. So we had a bunch of predictions we made together. Mm-hmm. The first one was Captain Toad. Right. Uh, now I think leading up to the game's release, the longer we went without hearing about Captain Toad, <laughs> the more we were pretty sure that he wasn't actually going to be in. Yeah. Captain Toad is a spirit in the game. Yep. When you enhance the Toad spirit at level ninety nine, he becomes Captain Toad. Right. And it's worth saying that. It's not for certain or not whether a whether a spirit being in the game is truly a deconfirmation of them as a character. True. However, I think Captain Toad being a spirit that works in this way kind of I, I don't know. I'm I don't think he'll be DLC in any case. Yeah. And I think that knowing what we know now about how the DLC characters are being chosen, I don't think he's going to be a DLC character. Yeah, either. like uh <laughs> like according to Reggie, like I'm a bit nervous about basing all of our predictions off of what Reggie has said, uh-huh. because sometimes he just bl- he just says words. Sure. Sometimes he just says words, and Captain Toad would be, a, like, he, you know, he said, uh, the characters uh, in the DLC packs will be characters that you're not expecting, and right. I would expect Captain Toad, and therefore I'm not expecting Captain Toad anymore. 
Um, to, to be clear, um, when I said knowing what we know, I was just talking about, you know, it's Nintendo and not Sakurai that's chosen these. Right. That's more what I was thinking of. Okay, well, basing off of that, I would I would call Captain Toad a little more likely because uh, he has a Switch game. Like, mm-hmm. they, they might want to advertise the Switch game. Captain Toad is much more of a marketing decision to me than a weird Sakurai choice. See, to me, I just don't think, like, I don't know. I, I think that if I were Nintendo... And I was interested in as many people buying my DLC for Smash as possible. To me, Captain Toad isn't just just isn't a choice that pops. You know what I mean? Sure. Like as as a choice that is getting people to buy Smash Ultimate. Uh huh. Yeah, I get that. Right. Fair point. As a decision that gets the five million so far mm-hmm. purchasers of Smash Ultimate to maybe check out the Captain Toad video game. Uh, I, I just made a meaningful gesture here that he, people he can't did. see. Like it, it depends on on what Nintendo want to do here. If they want people, if they want to maximize their sales of Ultimate, then mm-hmm. then yeah, Captain Toad not the best choice. However, if they want one of their now best and fastest selling games for the Nintendo Switch, if they want to use that as a window to get people to buy their other Nintendo games, mm-hmm. then I think Captain Toad is a perfect choice. Uh, I disagree because just because I think that why use a slot on Captain Toad when they could get people to buy something else, you know, like I, to me, there's not, there isn't a particular reason to choose Captain Toad for the purpose that you've outlined versus other characters, you know, that they could choose to market other games. Like he's, he's not any more likely than any other character from another Nintendo franchise to me. Uh, for them to choose, I guess. Well, you know, it. De- I think. I think it depends. Like, maybe they want Captain Toad to have a future. Getting more people in on the first game, sort of, lets them know whether to make sequels and shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I. I'm not saying I don't see where you're coming from. I just don't think that that's that would be their reasoning. Hmm. In the end, either way, I don't think Captain Toad is going to be. DLC. Right. I don't think he's happening anymore. Yeah. But the choices being up to Nintendo is not a reason I don't think that he's that he's not in anymore. Okay. Yeah. I think that you are wrong. No, that's <laughs> fine. Ultimately we both agree he's not in, yeah. but I I think I think it's more that uh A he's like he's kind of a major quote unquote spirit in the game. Mm-hmm. B some of the stuff that Nintendo has kind of said out loud about their intent okay. uh, for for DLC characters. Captain Toad doesn't appear to fit that mold. And I guess for me, I think that the fact that he isn't in the main cast uh, already, like, he just doesn't scream DLC to me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, we also predicted uh, Rex with Pyrrha and Mithra. Uh-huh. Rex, Pyrrha... And Mithra are all spirits <laughs> in spirits mode. On top of that, Rex got a costume uh, right. in Smash Ultimate, and and Sakura pretty much straight up said, "Xenoblade Chronicles Two came out too late for me to make him a character, so here he is as a me." Right. Um, also, uh, side note: Nia from Xenoblade Chronicles Two also has a costume in right. Ultimate, and my girlfriend is very happy about that. <laughs> and a spirit; she has a spirit too. Good for your girlfriend. Yeah, really. I think if. If any character that is already kind of represented in this way uh-huh. 
as a Smash Ultimate character, like as a like as a me costume and a spirit, blah blah blah. If Nintendo goes back and makes any of these things fully playable, uh-huh. it should be Rex from Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles too. Yeah, I think he is kind of uh, the most deserving of a fully playable slot. I think he'd be a really unique playable character. But ultimately, I think this representation means that he's kind of out. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's going to be a DLC character. Yeah. Here's a character that isn't quite deconfirmed yet. Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. Um, Interesting fact. Rathalos is in the game. Yes. Um, As a boss, as an assist trophy, as a spirit. But the Monster Hunter, and really everything else from Monster (laughs) Hunter, is not. Right. There's no felines. There's Mm -hmm. no... There's other no other monsters. monsters. Yeah, right. it's just Rathalos. And it's very interesting that the Rathalos is all by themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, on top of that, their their boss stage is unique to Rathalos, uh-huh. and there's no actual stage that that reflects that. Right, right. Uh, most of the other boss stages sort of have kind of a real stage counterpart like Dracula's Castle. Uh-huh. Although for actually for the most part. Boss stage. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, boss stages are generally pretty unique. Gallium has a unique boss stage. Sure. Yeah, there's char- there's characters with unique boss stages. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's not too weird by itself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, some something about Rathalos being all lonely. I don't know. Yeah, like I, I don't know whether that has any effect on Monster Hunter's chances of appearing as DLC. But it would be really weird it, if, if you had Monster Hunter as a boss with a boss stage. And as an assist trophy, if you had Rathalos, all those things. And then Monster Hunter was not in the game. <laughs> yeah. Like, that'd just be really strange. Yeah. I've, I feel like at some point, Monster Hunter was definitely at least in talks to be a DLC character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe they got cut and maybe they revived this right. discussion for DLC. So, um, yeah, I think that'll be worth talking about in the near future. Mm-hmm. Um, we predicted Sora. There's obviously there's no Kingdom Hearts representation at all. Right. So I think Sora's still on the table. Oh, for sure. You know, I think especially with Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out so soon, you know, like mm-hmm, uh, I mm-hmm. think Square would definitely be on, Square Enix would yeah. definitely be on board. Or as on yeah. board as Square Enix ever is, yeah. you know? Oh, you know, we should probably talk real quick about a rumor that's flying around, though. Okay. So rumor slash leak, depending on how you want to look at it. So, you know, Joker. Joker happened. You yeah. got that Joker announcement. Yep. That haha Joker announcement. Uh, someone on 4chan or something, um, I think it was 4chan, uh-huh. um, was like, here's some details about the Joker release. Uh, Joker got picked because there's two Persona 5 projects coming out in the future. Right. A Persona 5 Switch port, mm-hmm. a Persona 5 upgraded Switch release, and Persona 5 Arena. Persona 5 Arena has been delayed mm-hmm. because Arc System Works is currently prioritizing a Grand Blue Fantasy fighting game. Which, not the subject of this podcast, but it looks really great. <laughs> yeah. Two days after that after that post was made, uh-huh. Grand Blue Fantasy, that, that Grand Blue fighting game uh, got announced. Yeah. It had not been announced yet, and then it did get announced, which suddenly gave all this shit legitimacy, uh-huh. right? And then that post goes on to state that the next DLC character will be Erdrick from Dragon Quest. Right. Um, and apparently Square Enix sort of went out of their way to make this an advertising mm, thing. Right. They, they want a Dragon Quest character to be playable to uh, to get people to buy Dragon Quest XI mm-hmm. for the Switch. Sure. And 
I see the validity behind this. Uh-huh. Obviously, that would have to be a very good guess, that Grand Blue Fantasy fighting game. Sure. I don't want to believe it's true. We've been fooled by very convincing leaks before. We sure have, haven't we? <laughs> um, and I know there's there's something about this that seems off. Like, mm-hmm. Air, like especially Airdrick from Dragon Quest 1. Right, you know? Right. Like, if you're advertising Dragon Quest Eleven, why not make it the Dragon Quest Eleven protagonist? He's going to be on the Switch. Yeah, yeah um, that's weird. And he's been on the 3DS, especially because it's Airdrick specifically. Airdrick, who has been in the West, he's been uh-huh. in games released in the West, but he has no popularity in the West. Right. Yeah, like we're we're talking about trying to get people to buy Ultimate. That's not going to get people in America to buy Ultimate. Japan will eat that shit up. Uh-huh. I'm sure. But but no, us in the West, like the trailer premiere, and we yeah, just we'll be, be like, like who? who? Yeah, uh, I I don't I I'd be happy to see him. Like I mm-hmm. I think I think they can make him cool. Although how they make him different from the other sword fighters in the game, I'd be very interested to see. Oh, for I, me, I would just have him do a bunch of wacky Dragon Quest shit, like side special, throw a slime. You know? Oh yeah. That kind of thing. Oh yeah, a slime special move would would definitely make that for me. That would get me excited. He throws a slime <laughs> on there. I'm like, well, I, I can't say I'm fucking buying this now because right. I already have the season pass. Yeah, I'm kind of locked into whatever comes out. But you'd play him. Oh yeah, I'd play him. Yeah, I'd check him out. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm not committing to this being true. Although okay. it is it is very intriguing. I wouldn't be surprised if it was true. A lot of it makes sense. Sure. But uh, not letting go of my sore dreams just yet, baby. <laughs> We predicted the rabid from the yes. rabbids together. Uh, specifically, we kind of thought that it'd be kind of a kind of a move set that uses uh, mechanics from Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, mm-hmm. uh, but it'd be like a regular rabbit, and it'd have uh, Mar it'd have Mario Rabbit and Peach Rabbit and Luigi Rabbit right. and stuff as costumes. So here are the Ubisoft spirits. In Smash Bros. Ultimate. Okay. Rayman. Uh-huh. Rabid Mario. Rabid Peach. And Rabid Kong. Okay. So, I think there's still room for, like, a main Rabid representative to be in the game. Sure. Especially because, hey, Nintendo likes Ubisoft enough to put their spirits in their game. Right. Also, like, a kind of a Mario and Rabbids stage... Mm-hmm. Uh, with a bunch of Grant Kirkhope music uh, in it, uh-huh. because there is no Grant Kirkhope music oh, yeah. uh, in Smash Ultimate yet. Okay. There's there's no Mario and Rabbids music in there yet. Right, that's true. So <laughs> I think it's still worth thinking about. Okay. Um, together we predicted Ribbon Girl. Yes. Ribbon Girl is a spirit and a costume. Yep. And Springman is an assist trophy. So I think uh, I think she's out. Same. Yeah, and I'm bummed about that, but there it is. We predicted Isaac. Uh, Isaac is an assist <laughs> trophy, and he was an assist trophy uh, prior to this. And we predicted Edelgard from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Kind mm-hmm. uh, We specifically thought that this would be a DLC character. Yeah. Kind of hard to know whether or not this is still the case. Uh-huh. Uh, however, Reggie's comments about about unexpected character choices makes me a little nervous because I think Edelgard, I think a Fire Emblem Three Houses representative could be possibly one of the most expected moves they could make. Yeah. So. I'm not ready to write her off yet, but I definitely get where you're coming from. Yeah, same. So we'll we'll talk about that more in the future. 
So then we made some predictions on our own. Mm-hmm. I predicted that Heihachi <laughs> from Tekken <laughs> would be a playable character, and I stuck with this for a long time. Yeah. Uh, some would say too long. <laughs> so first of, of course, all... any duration of time is too long. In so the first of all... Of Heihachi, however... So first of all, <laughs> I would like to say thank you to everyone who pointed out to us that Pac-Man has a new variation of his up taunt right. where he holds his hand out and a sprite from a Namco game will appear. Mm. Uh, in Ultimate, two new variations of this taunt are present. The prince from Katamari Damacy and a certain elderly man <laughs> from a popular fighting game franchise that likes to punch missiles and be really rich. Everyone is here with screenshots of Heihachi. <laughs> Actually, I think I'll do a little I'll do a little mini listener mail here real quick. Okay. Atlas Fathom on Twitter says, Pac-Man has had his sprite taunt updated. He's now able to summon sprites of the Katamari Prince and Heihachi. I'm pretty sure this officially deconfirms Heihachi as a playable <laughs> DLC fighter. Great news for Sean, not so much for Daniel. Whoop. Uh, smiley emoji. <laughs> uh, Witchy7 sent us a screenshot uh-huh. on Twitter. Thank you, Witchy7. And KF Jeeves on Twitter says, I believe Heihachi will not be a Smash character because he's referenced in Pac-Man's Uptaunt. Right. What do you two think about that? Personally, Heihachi IMO sucks and should never be in Smash, but that's not up to me. Anyway, love listening to you guys. Hashtag RPM. My dog. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Thank you for everyone that sent in Heihachi stuff. Uh, Uh, Really funny to see how many people are invested in the Heihachi saga of a smashing theory. Um, Hashtag Heihachi sucks. (laughs) Us going back and forth about whether or not he's in the game. Yes, I do have to say that I am no longer a believer. Okay. Um... In part because, like, it's not even just the the little Heihachi reference. Sure. It's also because his voice actor died again. Oh, right. right and uh, right. and Nintendo, uh, well, Japan in general, we've mentioned this before. Uh-huh. Uh, they can be very committed to to voice actors in in Japan being attached to certain characters. Yeah. When uh when a voice actor for a character dies, they generally kind of retire that character for at least a while. And uh, and when they bring them back, there's usually a reason that their voice is different. Right. Um, since Heihachi's second voice actor died this year, I think we're going to get a period of Heihachi like silence. Uh-huh. And that uh, because obviously, if he's a DLC character, then that voice actor never recorded his lines for the game. Right. Um. So even if they were considering Heihachi before, mm-hmm. which I will still say is a distinct possibility. <laughs> Even if they were considering it before, I think he's been shelved as a potential DLC character. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, obviously, I agree with you. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I do think that there's uh, a very, very, very small chance that he could show up, but in light of all of that, you know, yeah. it's it's a very small chance. I, I will say this. I don't think it means that there won't be any Tekken character. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with literally any other Tekken character <laughs> yeah, <laughs> being if, in the game. If I were to say a character right now, uh, Kazuya or Jin. Okay. Uh, you know, another Mishima. 
And Mishimas that actually I think have more moveset potential because like Jin in particular has the devil gene. Right. He kind of has like some electricity properties on some of his attacks. Uh-huh. Um and if they wanted to sort of adapt sort of the Tekken-y play style. Sure. Jin Mishima is my new is my new candidate for a Smash Tekken represented DLC character. Okay. We're not committing to him yet. We will have more in-depth discussions about all this <laughs> in a following episode. Right. I predicted that Rockruff would be in the game and evolve into Lycanroc. Uh, Rockruff and Lycanroc, as far as I know, are not spirits in the game. Okay. But the Gen 7 representative is Incineroar. <laughs> I, right. Rockruff and Lycanroc are not happening at this stage. <laughs> I also think that in particular, like, you can't consider that a Pokemon is more likely to be in the game because they're not a spirit because there are so many Pokemon exactly. that exist. Yeah. You know? So, uh, Although, so yeah. Although, it is kind of interesting that, like, Hanrock and Rockruff, two of the most advertised characters for Sun and Moon, mm-hmm. are not, like, represented. Re- represented. In any way. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That That's strange. That but, is true. But say la vie. Still think that it's it's not happening at this stage. And finally, the... I predicted the Black Knight from Fire Emblem as an Echo Fighter of Ike. Right. And uh, the Black Knight is an assist trophy now? Yeah, I believe he is. Yeah, because he was on the stage first, right? And then yeah. they took him off the stage and were like, oh, is he a character? And he yeah. was actually an assist trophy. Actually an assist trophy, yeah. yeah. I don't think I have him as a spirit yet, but he is a spirit also. Okay, gotcha. Because all the assist trophies have spirits. Right. And Sean, you predicted uh, Mach Rider. Uh-huh. Uh, Mach Rider is a spirit. That is true. And I think as, you know, I think as a DLC character is just kind of unlikely. Not feeling it, yeah. Uh, Marks, you, you predicted... You could say that Mach Rider is the Captain Toad of DLC characters and that neither of them are particularly likely <laughs> sure. to be DLC. Sure. Uh, you predicted Marks. Uh-huh from Kirby would be a playable character. And I think this is the coolest you confirm. <laughs> Marx is a boss. Yeah, he's my favorite boss, in fact. Oh, God, he's implemented so well. Yeah. Just like, you know, the great combination of, like, cute and really disturbing eldritch horror. Yes. Uh, that Kirby bosses are really good at. I feel like he has even more moves, certainly than he did in Kirby Superstar. Yes. Like, he has this insane move where his eyes get really huge. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, like, these kind of, like, weird lasers shoot out of them. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of really wild stuff that he does in this game. Yeah, they may or may not be moves that were added to him in Kirby Superstar Ultra. I see. But they could just be brand new shit that Sakurai's just like, you know what? <laughs> Time for some new moves, right. Marks. Like, clearly Sakurai loves Marks. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so, even though I would have loved to have been able to play as him... Uh, I love his implementation in this game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think this is the perfect way to implement him into yeah. Smash. You've predicted a Gen 8 starter uh-huh. uh, that will arrive as DLC. How are you feeling about that right now? Mm, uh, still a possibility, but like we still don't really know anything about Gen 8. Yeah. And so unless there... Unless like an announcement is forthcoming, which is you know quite quite possible... I don't know. I'm you. I'm... You. You are like fully aware that uh, we are getting a Gen Eight game in 2019. I am aware of that. Okay. I just there's there's something about the timing that makes me feel less confident about this than I was before. I I get that. Uh-huh. Like 
I mean, I think there's a timing wise, it would make total sense if if they were like the last DLC character. Sure, sure, that's true. You know, or even like the next to last, like say Pokemon Gen Eight comes out fall twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Then we get a Smash DLC character in winter right. twenty nineteen or spring twenty twenty. That sort of that that could be a Pokemon Gen Eight character. Sure, I think the thing that makes me a bit meh on it is the fact that arms was out for a full year before smash came out Mm -hmm. and it was still too late like spring man was an assist trophy because they didn't have time to make him a playable character there's an extent to which and i don't necessarily think that this is something that makes a gen 8 starter less likely but there is an extent to which like unless it was the very last dlc character and they released it like you know, after I had time to play the uh, Gen 8 Pokemon game, yeah, it would be kind of like, well, I'm not invested in this Pokemon yet. You know what I mean? Like, unless, like, unless they made it like a starter. Uh, yeah, sure. Which is which was your prediction? You thought right, it'd be a right. But I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. Even then, like, there's there's an extent to which I think uh, you know the the lack of distance uh, would make the character less compelling for me. I get that. I I could see it really even more as like a strike while the iron is hot. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you're playing this brand new Pokemon game. What if you can also play as <laughs> uh, Torch Cow? Murph. <laughs> the, the new fire starter for <laughs> for Gen Gen Eight. Man, why hasn't Game Freak hired you? I know Tor- Torch Cow. Torch Cow. Yeah. Good shit, man. Hmm. And yeah, wait, you know. Wait, let, wait, hold on. Is there a is there a better pun name? Uh, ooh, okay, I got it. Okay. Uh, it's third form, utter raise. Oh no. R a z at the end. I I understand. Utter raise. That doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a better one? I mean, no. Come on, give, give I me. I wouldn't a, have thought give, of Torch Cow in the first. Yeah, place. no. Give give me a good alternate name for Torch Cow. Do it. Do it. You cannot just tell me on the spot you're, to you're... come up with a pun name for a flaming cow. I, I like the visual. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Rare beef. <laughs> that's awful. That's really bad. Uh, <laughs> uh. I was trying to think of another one. I'm just like, war milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's the, the middle evolution. Yeah, yeah the, the, the more I think about it, the worse they get. It's like, bird nipple. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we've milked that well dry. Oh, oh. Yeah, we milked it so fast, the friction lit its udders on fire. <laughs> You sound like you're about to come up with one, though. Uh, no. Okay, all right. I was just going to say that, uh, you know, uh, altogether, I'm less confident in the Gen 8 starter prediction than I was, but I I think it's definitely still a possibility. Definitely still okay. a play. All right, cool. Bullava. Oh, that's good. All right. I, I like that one. That's good. Nice. Cool. Are you still thinking? Yeah, I, I can't, I can't stop. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, um, Magmoo. 
There we go. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Magmu. Yeah. We did it. That, that's a good first form name, too. You heard it here first. Magmu yeah. coming to Smash. Yeah. Magmu, second form, Bulava. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. That's really good. Yeah. Um. Oh, wait. Hold Okay. Okay. Uh, Magmu, Bulava, uh-huh. Taru Scorch. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. There <laughs> we go. There it is. So so yeah, you, you don't you don't think that uh, Tar Scorch is gonna be a <laughs> no 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 I I I think that it's still definitely likely. I'm just less confident in that pick than I was when I first made it. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. cool. And when when we do our following episode, yeah, I think we can start from scratch. I think we we can throw out all our previous okay predictions and come up with a new set of four. I like that. Yeah. Um. Because marrying ourselves to certain predictions seems arbitrary and dumb. Yeah, we here on a smashing theory are always willing to buck convention in favor of uh, doing shit we like. Yeah, true. <laughs> Very true. And lest we forget, shout out the Hedgehog, who was revealed as an assist trophy yep. before the game came out. Yes. You know, if I could... I would chaos control back to when I made that prediction and reverse it, but I can't. So I just have to say now that I no longer believe that Shadow the Hedgehog will be a playable character. And Fair. <laughs> Fair. Those are some of our preliminary thoughts on, on the characters right. that are left. We'll, we'll do some, we'll talk about the revisions that we're going to do very shortly. Yes. Much like a magmu, we will... Sit in the magma and think for a while before emerging. Is that its Pokedex entry? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Contemplative magmu rests in the magma as it thinks of what it will do next. <laughs> I, I, I really want to see art of a magma. I was going to say, right? if any of you feel like sending us fan art, now is the time... <laughs> Please draw Magma. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yes. Oh, man. I should say we have received fan art before. Uh, thank you, Lonnie, for sending us the RPM triangle. Now send us a llama cow. <laughs> Please. It's the next step. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Logical progression. Yeah, here. right? RPM triangle, <laughs> Magma. Magma. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Let's open some Super Smash Bros. Ultimate listener mail. All right. Unsaxon51 on Twitter gave some thoughts. Okay. Saxon says, General thoughts. The game as a whole is amazing and super fun. Agree. World of Light is a better event mode, but a worse adventure mode. (laughs) Agree. Online connections are not as bad as many are claiming, but the online interface options are clunky and often counterintuitive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, um, I was thinking about that, how, like... uh, when you get to the rematch phase, like you can either say yes to fight against that same person again, or you say no and it like boots you back out to, uh, to, uh, I think character select. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish that there was like a, I don't want to rematch this person, but please put me right back in the queue option. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I get you there, Saxon. Yeah. New character thoughts. King K rule and inkling are incredibly strong, but not broken. Nice. Incineroar is the best not-good character ever. (laughs) Belmonts are the most satisfying adaptation since Mega Man. Ridley is everything I ever hoped for and more. (laughs) 
Thank you on Saxon 51. Man, I'm feeling that last one. Yeah. I good, love, yeah. Good thoughts overall. Yes. Uh, yeah, very, very well put. Sean kind of gave a comment by comment response to that, but I, I, I do think World of Flight being a better event mode, but a worse adventure mode is a cool, is a cool yeah. take. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're loving, you seem to be loving this as much as we do. Man, yeah, yeah it's been a really good time. And, you know, I, I didn't really mention Simon and Richter very much when we were talking about characters. I do appreciate how faithful they are oh, yeah. as Castlevania adaptations. And also, it's very satisfying to nail somebody with the axe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, very, very satisfying. So yes. good good on that. Agreed. Mitch E. is back. Welcome back, Mitch. Mitch says, really surprised how much I enjoyed the music options and listening to Smash songs when I fall asleep. Or have some upbeat ones when working out, or relaxing ones when I study. It's like the ultimate music collection at the ready. Wow, Mitchie, you live a much more active life than I do, apparently. <laughs> You're listening to Smash in all those places. I <laughs> I think it's really great that someone is actually using that feature where you can put your headphones into your Switch Me and too. listen to Smash music. Yeah. I like. I thought it's like, it's great that it's in here, but who's going to use this? I think we even said that, right? Uh, and Mitch's. Thank yeah. you, Mitch, for, for making that, that feature useful. Like, unfortunately, my only wired headphones that I have are the ones that I'm wearing right now, which are, like, really nice studio-quality headphones that I don't wear out of the house. Yeah. Uh, so I have not taken advantage of that. But I appreciate that the option exists, and, you know, the uh, the soundtrack's got some bangers in it. I think there's, defi- good. there's definitely workout music in there. Oh, you know? yeah, right? Like just, uh, or just, study music. Just put on, like, Gangplank Galleon and, like, yeah. run on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> or just do, like, gear up for and increase the treadmill speed as the song speeds <laughs> up. Perfect. <laughs> You're just running really fast. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. Good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. I, I'm really glad that someone's using that feature. It's a good feature. I me, should use that too. feature. James M. sends us another email. All right. James M. says, uh, and more World of Light spoilers here, just FYI. Uh, Yes, yes. Wee-woo, wee-woo. James M. says, wouldn't the playable master hand fight be a cool option to go straight to from the game's menu? (laughs) Seriously, a highlight of the game for me, Uh and I would like to play several more times to break my records. James M. I do think that it would be really fun if there was a multiplayer mode where it's like one person playing as Master Hand versus three other people playing as Smash oh, characters. Oh, that'd you know? be awesome, yeah. yeah. And and to, to clarify real quick, uh, at pretty much the end of World of Light, if you yeah. do certain things, Master Hand kind of, he's an adversary in World of Light. Right. But you can do things to sort of make him join your side, <laughs> and then you get to play a level near the very end. Where Master Hand, you are playing as Master right. Hand, and you get to use all of Master Hand's moves against the entire cast of Ultimate, which uh, in, in kind of a gauntlet mode. Which for Daniel, and I don't blame him because it's it's hard, you know. Yeah. Like they give you a lot of HP, and it was almost gone by the time Daniel won. Yeah, but most of that fight for Daniel was just Master Hand like smacking characters <laughs> off of the stage. Yeah, and then occasionally doing the finger lasers. The finger lasers uh, were real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty much the strat there. Yeah. Um, um, I yeah, I completely agree with James M. There there should be like after you beat World of Light or after you beat that level, yeah. uh it should unlock a mode in games and more where you can just play as Master Hand 
even in just that gauntlet capacity, but uh-huh. also your thing where you can like do a mode where one person's master hand and the other characters like have to fight master hand yes. and try to beat it. Uh, I think that'd be great as a as a fun little non competitive mode. Yeah, maybe they'll add it post. Like, maybe they'll add it like post release. Be like, hey, like we'll we'll slip in a little thing if you've beaten World of Light, you unlock master hand mode. I would really love that. Yeah, I would really, really love that because that was that was one of the coolest surprises in the game. It's like, oh shit, I'm Master Hand. <laughs> yeah. Like, un- initially, like Master Hand's like on the screen, and I just see all these like characters like on there, and I'm like, what? Who? Who am I? I don't I don't see my I don't see really on here. Who's a? a w- <laughs> wait, wait, I'm moving the. <gasps> I'm Master Hand. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it was cool. Excellent, good shit. Thank you, James. Yes. Uh, good, good point. Really weird that that isn't a mode in there. That seems like such a Sakurai move. Yeah, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, that does seem really obvious. Yeah. Finally, Nikolai underscore B on Twitter mm-hmm. says, Just want to say, I think Amaterasu from Okami is a serious DLC contender. Okay. Platinum Games dates back to Capcom's Clover, and Okami is fresh with HD out on Switch. RPM triangle seems strong for this one. Oh, I like you using RPM triangle there. I don't, but thanks, Nick. <laughs> and uh, funnily enough, I did actually buy Okami HD on the Switch a couple months ago. Nice. I've barely played it, but I want to get more into it because I've actually never played Okami before. Yeah, I think Amaterasu would be a really cool choice. I love Amaterasu in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yeah, me too. Yeah, she was kind of one of my mains, and I love her. She's beautiful and strong. Yes. And, uh, and uh, yeah, she, she'd she be a cool pick. I think she's right in that, like, uh, just wouldn't, wouldn't sell that many copies, I think. I was going to say, like, yeah. maybe not so much P on the RPM triangle. You know, maybe not so much in the popularity column. Oh, oh right. Not, not the P... Not the popularity part. Uh, right, 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 yes. I, I just imagined Okami, like, I just imagined Amaterasu, like, lifting her leg and no, peeing no. on the triangle. I'm like, why Why would she do that? She's Amater- a good girl. Right, Amaterasu, don't pee on the triangle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no, I just meant, you know, I... I I don't think maybe the popularity is is quite as much there as I wish it was. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, Moveset potential off way the up chain. There. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and relevance is there. Uh, yeah, perfect relevance. But yeah, um, I think there's there's other Capcom characters that would generate way more hype. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, like characters that I like less than Amaterasu, like the Monster Hunter. Oh, I like Monster Hunter more. <laughs> but yeah, um. And uh, I think even Phoenix Wright might might be more exciting of a pick than Amaterasu. Fuck, man. I actually wouldn't mind if Phoenix Wright was in the game instead of Monster Hunter. Me, I, me neither. I'd be down. Well, I, I know you wouldn't. Me neither, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <Heihachi> sucks. <laughs> and he's not in the game. He's not in the game. Hey. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a bummer that, like... That like this deconfirm of Heihachi is more like of like a balloon slowly deflating than like a big <laughs> triumphant moment for you. You know, it's kind of not a bummer that I won the Heihachi Wars, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> uh, anyway, what else we got to talk about? Let's talk about 
that's all of our listener mail first of all thank you yes as always we appreciate everybody who wrote in uh whether or not we read you on the podcast we read your stuff and we love it yeah this was pretty much all of it this time actually um I feel like every time I say there were too many people <laughs> that sent in stuff, uh-huh. less people sent in stuff, don't do that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. For the record, we're not saying don't send in stuff. Send in stuff. Yeah. Love reading all your shit, even when there's so much that I can't feature all of it on the podcast. Yes. Like, you miss all the shots you don't take. If you don't send me shit, I can't read it on the podcast. There you go. And, uh... And and yeah, def- definitely follow follow your dreams. And my dream is that you you interact with us because it makes me very happy. My dream is that Monster Hunter is a DLC character, but also that you interact with us because it makes me happy. <laughs> um. So yeah, you can uh you can send us any uh any mail or stuff. You can tweet us at a smashing theory on Twitter, mm-hmm. and you can email us at a smashing theory at gmail dot com. Yes, and you can also interact with us in Another way that's going to be important very soon, because uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate is out now. Yes. We are a podcast dedicated to predicting Smash Bros. Ultimate (laughs) stuff, Uh, so our future is a little up in the air right now. Obviously, we are committed to still uh, doing some coverage Mm -hmm. of of the DLC characters and stuff, but that kind of leaves less potential for... for episodes while we wait for those characters to come out. Right. And be announced. Uh, so the future of A Smashing Theory is in the hands of you, yes, the, the listener. You are the master hands that control our fate. <laughs> so we have a Patreon, Beep Boop Group. Yes. Uh, Patreon.com slash Beep Boop Group. And if you support us at $2 or more, you get to vote on regular polls. Mm-hmm. Uh, this poll will be one of our most important um, and it will decide what we do with the Smashing Theory going forward. <laughs> right. Um, now, initially, I was like, this will just decide what the new podcast is that replaces the Smashing Theory. Right. But we've been doing some thinking, and we think that maybe there's room for a Smashing Theory to keep existing even after Ultimate. Yes. Uh, so, so the options, right? The options are focus on the Smashing part. Uh-huh. Where we, we talk about what's new in the Smash community and l- really focus on spirit events and, mm-hmm. and like, Smash-related news. Right. Um, or focus on the theory part <laughs> where each episode we make predictions about something in the gaming industry, even if it's not Smash, not strictly Smash Bros. related. Remember like, when I made that a theory joke a couple <laughs> episodes ago? It could be real, baby! Two dollars on Patreon! (laughs) Like, in an upcoming episode, we could just focus on what the next Pokemon announcements are going to be. Right. We can focus on, like, we can do, like, a Zelda prediction episode, and we can even predict stuff like, what the fuck is Sony doing next? What's Microsoft (laughs) going to be up to? But even even those episodes will have some Smash talk. We will always, like, uh, I think even... The smashing focus podcast will have some theory in it, and yeah. even the theory focus podcast will obviously have some smashing in it. Yeah, um, you're just steering the ship. The ship is still the same ship. Uh, we have some other options. That was dumb. You are. <laughs> I don't know. Just keep going. Actually, <laughs> I've got nothing. We'll we'll have some other options on the poll, like a couple of ideas for new podcasts we've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, one called VG ABCs. Yeah, where uh. Every episode, we tackle a gaming thing that starts with an, a letter of the alphabet. 
stuff like A for arcades, B for battle toads, <laughs> C for card games, and that's the Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links episode. Uh, D for don't put Heihachi in Smash. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another another podcast idea that I haven't come up with a with a clever title for yet oh maybe something like here comes a new challenger i don't know if that's taken yet where you guys suggest fighting games that don't exist yet and we come up (laughs) with the mechanics and roster for it i do love that idea yeah that's a cool idea if you want to have a say in which of those happen in 2019 please consider supporting us on patreon and and uh really at any level you get a bunch of cool stuff at a dollar, you get an exclusive podcast called Beep Boop Soup, which uh-huh. you also get to contribute to every month. Basically, we have things called ingredients, which are just talking points to shit that John and I talk about. <laughs> right. And you get to suggest the ingredients. You can have us talk about our favorite GameCube game. You can have us talk about uh, a TV show we're watching right now or a guilty right. pleasure. Favorite childhood memory. Like, the the uh, the world is your oyster. Yeah. And oysters could be an ingredient. And uh, and at $5, you get Discord access. Yes. You get access to a Patreon-exclusive Discord, the Beep Boop Group Discord, where we will be hanging out, and we get to interact with you. And uh, if you're on our Discord, you can play Smash with us. We'll, yeah. We will regularly do things on Discord, like invite you to play Smash online with us and other games. And if you think we're some kind of Smash gods who are going to completely stomp you in Smash don't (laughs) there's a decent chance that you are way better at smash than us but there's only one way to find out that's right and also one thing i really like at the five dollar level is i put up deleted content i put up outtakes and bloopers and stuff and there's already some really great stuff on there yeah uh stuff like me making a charmander joke (laughs) that's i promise really good (laughs) uh there's uh there's sean doing his mileage edgeworth voice there's me coming up with a new My Hero Academia character called Waterface, and my girlfriend just shutting that down instantly. Which just, I, I listened to it the other day because it's the one that went up most recently, and it just slayed me. I was like <laughs> in tears on the couch, um, chortling. Yeah, like, if if you like listening to us here, and you want to listen to more of us, the Patreon's a great opportunity to do that. Yeah. Yeah, sorry we talk about this so much. We're, we have no idea how to advertise ourselves. <laughs> no. uh, but we do love you guys, and thank you so much for supporting us, even just by listening to our shit. Yeah, and you know, I mean, we've we've gotten a lot of feedback that suggests that the dynamic between Daniel and I is something that a lot of people really enjoy. This is an opportunity to get exposed to even more of that. Yeah. You know, if, if you like our, our kind of banter and our relationship and, and you want more of that, then, uh, you know, uh, consider contributing to our Patreon and you can literally hang out with us and get it firsthand. Yeah. Or... And we're, <laughs> we're really close to, uh, to our first milestone. Yes. At which point we make, we'll make even more free shit for you guys. So, yeah. So please check it out. Absolutely. Next time mm-hmm. on a Smashing Theory, a, the highly anticipated DLC PAX episode. Yeah. Sean and I are going to deliberate who the next four DLC characters are going to be along with their stages and their music. Oh boy. And probably their spirits, right? We're going to talk yeah. about spirits. Yeah. We, yeah we're, we're even going to talk about we will talk about some Joker shit too. Nail that shit down. Yes. Make our our big time predictions that are going to stick with us throughout 2019 and probably a little bit of 2020. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So this is a big one. If you went in on this shit, 
tweet us at a smashing theory, email us at smashing theory at gmail.com. Tell us who you think is good for DLC in Smash Ultimate. Because we will have a lot to say about that. That's going to be a big episode. It's going to be, a, well, I mean, all of our episodes are big oh, episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be an important episode. Yes. It's going to define what a Smashing Theory is like for a long time. Ooh. Yeah. A, a ghost. Oh. A spirit. Anyway, thanks, guys. <laughs> yes. For listening to us. Uh, we're really excited for the next episode. Can't wait to see everyone's thoughts Absolutely. about it. Uh, we will see you guys in a couple of weeks. And until then, if you're playing Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, you're already having a smashing time. <laughs> yeah, you, usually you wind up to it more. So I, well, you know, I just, I'm just stating the obvious, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, not I. This person, this <laughs> voice, oh, I don't know who it is. This mystery man hopes and knows that you're having a smashing time. There it is. All right, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know who you're talking to. Who is that guy? Good night. Where'd he go? <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>